is a, what we believe in here as a, as a continuation of our worship. We also, um, our tithes and our offerings, we believe is just a continuation of giving back to God. Worship is just giving yourself unto God. And one of the things I think about what a tithing and a tithe and an offering is, well, you have to understand where everything comes from to begin with. All right. You have to understand that all your money, everything you have, your health, everything comes from him anyway. And to give back 10% is not really that big of a thing. Because he's got more in store for you. And so we do that here. And I enjoy that. I think that's one of the, it, it's, it's, a, it's a, just a good way of giving back to him. So I'm going to pray. I want to bless every one of you in here. I know some of you are in need of jobs. Some of you are in need of better jobs, more income. You know, it's just one of these things, and with economy the way that it is, I know everybody seems to be hurting a little bit, but here's the thing. God's economy is different than the one that we're standing in right now and the one that we're living in and the thing that we see day to day. It's not that same economy that you flip on the news and find out people are losing their jobs. He's got a whole other thing lined up for you, and I think it's pretty awesome. So let's just pray. Lord, we just, I just want to thank you for each and every one who are here today, Lord God. Lord, I just want to, uh, uh, first of all, just pray a blessing upon each and every one who is here, Father. I just want to pray blessing over finances, Lord God. Pray some blessing over, Lord, jobs. Lord, I know, I know even amongst us, I, you know, he's been on my heart and continues to stay on my heart as Tom, Lord God, and he's going through interviews and things that are going on. Lord, you see that, and we know that, that, um, something good is going to be returned from that, and he's a faithful man, and we thank you for that, and Lord, you reward the faithful. So we just thank you again for each and every one as we give of our tithes and our, our, our offerings this evening, Lord, as we give of ourselves back to you, that you will bless us, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I've been, uh, recently I've been, I don't know, how many of you ever seen the, the Matrix movies? Anybody seen those? Heard? Okay. <laughs> there's a, there's a, kind of one of the main characters says, I don't believe in chance, I believe in divine providence. So, the fact that this last song is talking about love and God's love, I don't believe that's by chance, I believe that's by divine providence, that that's what's leading into this sermon. And so a couple weeks ago, how many remember, I was here and I was talking, how many remember what we were talking about a few weeks ago? Anybody? All right, well, all right. So Santino's laughing, he remembers. Okay, so we got a few people, okay. So somebody was awake, I feel better now. The lights are kind of low, so I can't always see if everybody's awake. So I have to come out, I think, a little more and see how you're doing. But we talked a little bit about fear, right? And some of the crazy things that happens to us because of fear and, and, um, and First John puts it this way, and this is actually going to lead into what I'm going to talk about tonight. But in First John chapter four, well, I got to find it myself. Look at that. First John chapter four, and it's going to be verse eighteen and nineteen. And it says this, right? It says, "There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment." But he who fears has not been made uh, perfect in love. And then verse 19, this is where we're going tonight, says, We love him because he first loved us. So I want you guys, this is where we're going to kick this off. I want you guys to watch this. I want you to play clip three for me.
Okay, so that's what we're talking about, the, the love to love. We're going to be talking about true love tonight a little bit. And, uh, and you know, I want to go through a couple more scriptures. These things just, I love the scripture. You want to find out, you want to feel good about yourself. Start going through the Bible and finding out about God's love and read about it. And in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13 and 14, um, you know, Paul is talking to these churches at Corinth and, and he says, you know, he's on his way out the door and he says, I want to encourage you guys to do a couple of things. So be vigilant, watch, it says, stand fast in the faith, um, be brave and be strong, be bold, be strong. But the last thing he says, let everything that you do be done with love. That's a pretty big recurring theme you go through. I love that, the way he says that. And then Romans 5.8. Romans 5.8 says this, it says, it says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So keep that in your mind. We're going to come back to that one a little bit later. But I thought I would, I thought I would do a little compare and co- contrast tonight, right? So we talked a little bit about fear and the bad side of fear and some of the crazy things that fear leads to and phobias and all those things. Well, there's two different sides to love. There's a world's view of love, and then there's God's view of love. So I thought I would start a little bit with the world's view of, view of love and and some of these things are, you know, things I've just heard in songs, you've seen on TV, you name it, just even people you talk to. So the first thing, I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to think of songs about love. And I love this, There's this first song, it says, you remember the song, You've Lost That Love and Feeling, right? Oh, that love and feeling. Well, you're going to equate love to a feeling, only a feeling, and I got to thinking about that. Okay, well, it's a feeling. Okay, I can see that. There is, I mean, you do. There's some emotion plays into it. But you're going to equate love to this. And I was thinking about what, what are other feelings that we have? If I eat a bad burrito and my stomach starts to feel a little bit funny, I'm going to equate love to the same pain I have in my stomach from a bad burrito. Somehow that doesn't seem like it stacks up. It seems like love should be a little bit more than a feeling to me. Right? There's no, I'm hooked on a feeling. Well, it's got to be more than that, right? It's more than just a feeling because feelings come and go. Feelings are based on emotions, right? So you got laughter. Laughter comes and goes, right? You could be watching a movie and half of the movie is funny and the second half is not. The feeling left. <laughs> Tina Turner, right? What's love got to do with it, Right? Loves nothing more than what? Secondhand emotion. That's not even primary, right? Look at that. Come on. Somebody knows that we got it. But I just, that has been in my head all week and I'm like, man, that is just sad. That you take love and say, well, it's a, it's a secondhand thing. It's not even primary. It's secondary. It's below, you know, all, I mean, some other emotions. Again, it goes back to emotion. You know, laughter comes and goes. When you cry, it comes and goes. Sometimes you just feel like crying, so you got both together. You got a feeling and an emotion. You cry, you're sad, and then you're happy again. I don't know why. It happens. I've seen the shows, and you know, I don't know, people just talk about that. Why are you crying? I don't know. I just felt like it. Okay. Making me kind of scratch my head a little bit, but that's all right. Um, you know, it, it's it's. Yeah, you you quit, you know, or, or like a, another physical response, right? Like a lot of time, emotion is actually a physical response to something that's going on around you. 
right? But love has got to be deeper than that. Love's got to be deeper than that. But a lot of times the world equates it to kind of a, a, a physical thing. So I, when, when I think about that, it's kind of funny. There's some, way, some ways that we attribute love that when you use the same words in a different context, they're a bad thing. What do you mean? Okay, well, I fell into love. Well, if I'm on a ladder cleaning my gutters and I fall off and break my arm, I fell into the yard and that's not a good thing, right? I mean, you got to go beyond that. I mean, it's more, I've always, I've kind of always had this in my head, you know, I fell into love. Well, here, let me contend this to you. Fall out, see what's left, and maybe you have some love in there. But if you fell in, get out of it. Either fall out or crawl out of the hole. You're going to figure it out one way or another. Oh, this, this one I love. Just, I've had my heart stolen. Well, if you come out and your car is stolen, you're going to be ticked off, right? I mean, for real, if I come out, my car is gone. I am not going to be a happy person. But hey, it is such a good thing when my heart is stolen. Wait a minute. How do those things, those things really don't add up to me. I don't, I don't know. I just, it's just, you know, we're going to, this part, we're, we'll, we'll get through this pretty quick. We're going to start talking about God's love here in a minute. And I want you to play clip four. Here's something else that, well, I, I, yeah, this will speak for itself. I think that kind of proves this point, right? I'm just trying to conduct a wedding here. It's got nothing to do with love. Just everybody shut up and let me finish what I'm trying to say up here. <laughs> well, now I can understand. I mean, you know, if you if you think about these things and, and if there are people in the world that this is their view of love, this is how they see it. Now I can understand why some people try and shy away from it. <laughs> if you understand when you understand that, that Christ is love and Christ is in the church, if this is your view of love, there's no reason to go to church. Because if it's no different inside here, all I'm doing is wasting two hours on a Sunday morning where I could be watching football. I'm wasting an hour or so on a Saturday night where I could be like, so I could have some college games on right now and I could be sitting in my Barca lounger. Right? I mean, everybody's got better things that they could do, but when you understand what love is... It's a much, much different story. Well, I want to get in. We're going to, we're going to jump in and we're going to hit the other side now. Cause that just scares me when I keep thinking about those other things. So I'm going to, I'm going to get off of those. We're going to go and we're going to see how love is from God's side of the world. We're going to understand what true love is and we're going to, we're going to go through some scriptures. We're going to go back to Romans. I want to go to Romans 5 verse 5. Now this, this, I love this because there's, there's a description of the word love that's connected with in here. But it says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out 
on our hearts or in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So this, this love of God, there's something special about this love of God. There's, there's a couple of different words for the word love. Okay, if you're kind of a word person and you go back and start looking at the root, you know, the root of all these words, you go back to the Greek and the Hebrew, depending upon what end of the Bible you're in. But you go back to the Greek word here, and there's a, there's a, and I had the hardest time forever with this word. I'll tell you, I, I felt dumb when I finally figured out what it was, but agape. I always read it agape. I have no idea why. It's like, uh, like a grape or something without the R. So I kept reading it. I would see a church and it would be like agape first. And I'm like, this just is the dumbest name. Oh, that's agape. Okay. That word might have been good to look up the phonetical sounding of the word to make myself not feel as dumb. But it says, this is, agape denotes, this is great, an undefiled, and it's called an undefeatable benevolence, right? It's a, it's just a giving spirit. It's an undefeatable thing. And an unconquerable goodwill that always seeks the highest of the other person no matter what he does. This is the love that Christ has. So you have to understand where he's coming from. When we talk about the love of God, this, it is this un, it's just this literally undying, unchanging, nothing you can do to make it switch on or off. It is, is. It's an undefeatable thing. And it is a self-giving love that, that gives freely without asking anything in return. Now, a lot of these over here, you start looking at the world side, right? And you go back to, it's a feeling. Well, a feeling is based on the other side. If Tom tells me a joke, I laugh and I'm happy. If Tom tells me something sad, I'm going to be sad. But it's based on what he does, how I respond. But here's the thing about God's love. It doesn't matter what I do, how he's going to respond. God is always going to respond in the good. Because he loves you. And that's the thing it's saying right here. It's an, it's a self-giving love that gives freely without asking anything in return. (laughs) And it does not consider the worth of the object, right? So it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if your baby, if your baby Noah right in the back, back there, you're the youngest one in here, or you're the oldest one in the room, or you're the least spiritual, or you're the most spiritual in the room. It doesn't matter. You're all on the same plane. That love gives back regardless. And so, then this, this is the big, big, big kicker where people just, it's, it slaps people around when you understand love from God's perspective. This love, this agape love is a love of choice. It's a love of choice. And a lot of people, that's where we go back and we go to the world side and it's hooked on emotions, it's hooked on feelings, it's hooked on a physical thing. It's something that's tangible because we can understand the tangible. Right? I can understand, again, when somebody tells me a joke, why I laugh. Because that is a, that's a physical, that's an emotional response to what you are inputting into me. But regardless of what I've done, if you follow God's love, it doesn't matter if I've sinned or not, He still loves me. It's a love of choice. And that's a hard thing for people to understand. So, it's rather, it's, it's that rather than a love by chance. There's a different word. There's a different word for love. There's, there's this one and there's a different word for love. And you go back, it's called philos. And it's a love by chance and it refers to 
um, the will rather than the emotion. So one side, there's the free will where you have the choice to make the, to make it. The other side is by chance and it's hooked on emotion. I would rather have the concrete side over here myself and know that by choice, I know that it's gonna, I know that God's love is good. Right? I, I, I want to know the fact that, that my God, the God who saves me, is going to do it by choice and not by the fact that I made him happy this week and I test, you know, I, I gave my testimony to three people. Yeah. Right? Because even if I missed an opportunity, by choice on God on this side, is still going to love you. Even if you miss that opportunity. So there's a difference in those. It, so you got to, you know, we got to, we got to get people to understand. That's the thing is you got to understand that. And a lot of people, it's still, I don't know, I, I, I still have a hard time thinking about it, that it's just, it's by choice. Even when we enter into marriage, when Heather and I got married, it was a love by choice. That and the fact that Ken was waiting behind the other door waiting to beat me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you will choose my daughter. No, let's get going. No. <laughs> But here's the thing, you gotta, I, I think back, I gotta roll the clock way back, before creation. You gotta think before creation, and you've got, you've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, right? You got the three of them are just hanging out. And Jesus is sitting there going, I'm bored. <laughs> the Father's like, okay. How long have we been here? What, forever? You know? <laughs> One or two, you caught that. <laughs> This is, yeah, well, I want to, I want to make man. I need somebody to have a relationship with. I need to have somebody to talk with. It says, you understand that from the very beginning, what's going to have to happen if we create man. You know what he said? Let's do it. And even back then, he had the decision. There was a love by choice. There was a choice to say we can do it or not. You know, it's in the gladiator. We can do it. You know what? Do you, do you live, do you die? What does he do? And God and Jesus said, "Let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's make man." I understand what I'm going to have to do for them down the road. That was a love by choice. Yeah, yeah he knew it was coming, right? So then, then, yeah, you got to roll the clock forward a bit. So we've had creation. We go on. Jesus comes to Earth, and then play clip two. This, this is this is what happens. Okay, so maybe it wasn't exactly like that. But if you read the scripture, it does say that that Christ was in the garden and he was praying before everything went down. And and even to the very end, he, he wanted another way. But he knew it had to be done. And he stood there and is, I mean, you talk about some serious stuff. He said he's, he's praying, but he's sweating blood. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever done a workout and, you know, you just get a little bit sweaty, right? I mean, I've done that and I get a little funky, right? So you got to hit the shower afterwards. But, and that's doing physical things. And he's standing there praying so hard. He says, Lord, if there's any other way, take this cup from me. If there's any other way we can do this. He says, no, there's not. You got to imagine, he says, you, you remember, we go, we got to go back. Let me play the tape for you. 
Okay, son, you said it right there. You're willing to do. You know what you got to do. So be it. Let's do it. And he went for it. And he still, you know, that was, that was just the awesome thing is he knew that that point was going to come and he could have, and here's the, here's the wild thing. At any given time, they could have just said, let's pull the plug on the whole thing. He said, you know, it wasn't worth it. I came down here. These people don't appreciate me. I've come and I want to give my life for them. And he could just say, I'm done. I'm done. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. But he stayed with his choice and he said, I choose these people. I choose them. And so he went to the cross and he dies for us, right? That is a love by choice. That is the biggest choice, right? You give up everything. So imagine your royalty. Man, I got everything. I got everything I ever need. And you get all that stripped away. And you come down here. And you look just like us. You know, some of us are funnier looking than others. Maybe he looked better than some of us, but that's okay. But he was a man just like us. He bled. I mean, you know, you got to imagine he smacked his thumb a few times doing carpentry and went, oh, that hurt, come on, you know. I'm like, I'm supposed to be God, this doesn't hurt. No, you're a man, boy, just, you know, if you hit your thumb, it's going to hurt. Sorry, you know, deal with it. So he did, he went through the things like we went through, but he went through all of that for us, and it was still a choice. All the way through, it was still a choice. He could have even standing on that cross, when he was nailed to the cross, just said, no, this hurts. You know what, Lord, bring me back. Let's, let's be done. But he stayed there and he went even farther. He went a step farther. I mean, that's a pretty big thing. So I want you to, I want you to watch this. Go, to, go ahead and play clip one. And this is, oh, hold on. Don't do it yet. Did you start? Okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm throwing them off back there. Now, how many of you ever seen the movie Bruce Almighty? Yeah, okay. So a few of you. This will be familiar. I kind of mixed a couple scenes from this together. And what it is, is it's talking about free will. Here's the thing is, is God has given us free will. What does free will mean? Free will means you have the ability to make a choice. At any given time, God could have also just turned around. Well, he couldn't have. (laughs) We get into a theological debate that will blow everybody's mind in this room. We won't go down that road. He could and he couldn't have told us to love him. (laughs) And Sometimes you want to hear about that. We'll talk about that. It's It's... One of these things that hurts my head to think about. But anyway, we won't go down that road. But free will, he's given us free will. He's given us this ability to choose. And so right now, in this movie, Jim Carrey has just gotten all of God's ability. And God is explaining to him what he can and can't do with it. Watch this clip.
Yeah, I know. Free will. See, that's what it's all about right there. It's about free will. Because he can't just come to you and say, you're going to love me, Jerry. It's not going to happen. Right? It's a choice. We go back to that free will. It was a love by choice that he created us. We have to choose him. It's a love by choice to choose him. Right? So I think we're kind of getting it. We're getting a feel for what love is from God's side. So I want to, I want to run through real quick in Ephesians chapter 5. So we're going to start, we're going to start in, in, uh, we've been talking a little bit about marriage. We've had a couple clips about marriage tonight. This is used a lot. It's going to be Ephesians 5.22. Unfortunately, a lot of people stop after this first verse and don't really understand what they're supposed to do. But 22 says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Way too many people stop at that verse. They don't understand what that's all about. And I don't want to get in trouble for stopping there either. So we're going to move forward, and I'm going to talk a little bit about, from the other side of the spectrum, what's going to happen here. Verse 25, here we go. This 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 really seals it for me to understand what God is really getting at. So, so it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. That's what we've been talking about all night tonight. He made a choice. He gave his life for the church, which was his bride. Right now, I don't know, ladies, but, you know, this is what we're charged as as husbands. We have to be willing. We need to give ourselves to our wives to the place of where we even give our very own lives away for them. Right. You read the other scripture that says, you know, this is it's probably farther down. But anyway, we're talking about this is why a man leaves his parents. Right. You are. You're giving, okay, his father, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For this reason, yeah, a man shall leave his father and his mother to be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one. He's given away his own life. What has he known up to this point? Right? You've been under your parents' covering, and that's the love that you've known, but it's at that point he even gives himself away so that it can be just man and wife. And that's what Christ did. He had everything. He had his father's covering, and he stepped out and away from that, to give himself for us. It's a love by choice. So I want to end on this. Or whoever's playing, sorry. <laughs> I didn't cue him, that's my fault. But I want to end on this. When we think about the word love, a lot of times we use the word love in a wrong context. And we'll be honest, I do it. What do you mean? Well... Sometimes we use the, the phrase like, I'd love a good steak. You really love a good steak? I mean, honestly, you know, would you give your life for that cow that's in the field that's going to get cut up and it's going to end up on your plate? No. You know, oh man, I love that TV show. Would you really be willing to die for that TV show? You need to be careful what context you use it in. What, what kind of love? And I find myself, you throw that word around too much and it's just kind of commonplace and it's just a phrase we use now. But I think, I think we need to roll back how we use that word a little bit and step back just a hair and say, okay, when I talk about love, I have love for people in this church, which is different. I have a love for the lost, which is a different type of thing than when I'm talking about, you know, I love a steak, right? That's that, that's that by chance. That's that emotional like, I eat myself a good steak and I know it tastes good and I'm going to be happy. Well, that's based on an emotion again. 
But what makes me happy here, and it's a different kind, it's a spiritual happy, when people come to Christ in this place. Those are the people that I have a love for, is for them to come and to come to see Christ and to see what I see and see that love that I have for them so they can in turn go, wow, that's what those people in church have been talking about. And then they turn around and have that same love for somebody else who doesn't know who, what God's love is. And, and then they can go to them and open their eyes. So I think when we start using that word, word love and we really think about that, that we, that we use it in a, in a much more guarded fashion. Like I said, I find myself doing this all week long. And I've, I've tried to even curb my tongue to say, yeah, I like this, I like that. It's different. Because I place a different value on a steak than on my wife. <laughs> I place a different value on a good movie than my wife. I better place the right one or that guy in the back row is going to let me know about it. <laughs> but, so I want you guys to think about that. Just, you know, in the context of God's love, what love really is. Well, I want you guys to everybody bow your heads real quick. I know we're pretty much everybody who's a local or homegrown here, but I'm still going to do this anyway. And when I, when we're up here and we're preaching and we're doing these things, I'm still, like Solo said, I don't just see the 20 or so of us that are here tonight, but I see the people who aren't here right now that are going to be sitting here. And so this is a call even for them. And when I say I want, I want you to be thinking about God's love and what God has done for you, or the fact that you need to get to know God and you need to get to know that love. And if that's you tonight, that's what I want you to say. If I've never received that love before and I understand the difference of what you've been talking about and I've been living in that love where it's hooked on an emotion or it's hooked on a feeling or it's something, some sort of a physical response that I've had. But I want a different kind of love. I want a love by choice. I want a love that doesn't disappoint. You read more about love and you read more about agape. Agape love is a love that doesn't disappoint. It doesn't let you down. He's chosen you for a reason. And he'll keep you propped up. So if there's any of you who've never done that before, I want you to raise your hand. You can receive him tonight. Alright. So as we end this, I want everybody to stand up. We're going to sing this song. And again, this is just such an awesome song to have been led into into this into this uh, message tonight. <laughs> Again, I don't believe that things are by chance. Again, it's by a God divine providence that this thing happened. And I mentioned that mentioned that movie Matrix. You want to understand love, and you want to understand really the story of the Bible. The Wachowski brothers that made that film; those guys are complete weirdos. But <laughs> God can even use people like that to get across His message. And you watch those films, and you'll understand what Christ did for us. And it even talks about, man, and I've watched the second one. It ends on a, on a note about free will. It's all about free will. I can't force you to do anything. It's your choice what you're going to do. Yeah. So I want you to think about that. You want to know more. Watch that movie. If you've never seen it, I think it's really awesome. But I want to end tonight. We sing this song. <laughs>